I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, 15 days and the countdown is on. Utah voters have been receiving their ballots in the mail. Most of them should have been landing by now. Once they fill those out, they can drop them off at the local drop box. What happens next? Is the ballot safe? All of the questions are always there. And the person responsible for those elections and what happens with those ballots for the state of Utah, Deidre Henderson, the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. She is the chief elections officer, and she joins us on the line. Lieutenant Governor, thanks for uh, popping on. Anytime, Boyd. How are you? <laughs> doing well, doing well. I know your countdown clock has got to be uh, ticking away as <laughs> as we get down these uh, last few days of this election cycle. Uh, just give us kind of an update. Where are we? How do you feel things are going? Uh, what are you watching? Well, um, things are going well so far. We are, always have a, a bump here or there, and that's what happens when you've got 29 counties running their elections, and we're working uh, to smooth any little issues that might be out there um, with, with our county clerks. Um, as Chief Elections Officer of the State of Utah, I don't run elections. I, I have general and direct supervisory authority over them. Um, but people, most voters probably uh, will have gotten their ballots in the mail by now. Um, every voter who wants to vote in person may vote in person if they prefer, um, and, and they can find that information out on their county clerk's website. Um, I do encourage people, though, to, to vote early. If you know who you want to vote for, get your ballot turned in early. It doesn't matter if you stick it in the mail or, or put it in a drop box or, or take it in in person. Um, it, it'll all count exactly the same. Um, I think a really important thing for people to know as they're, you know, questioning um, whether or not their vote is counting or, if, you know, want to know if, if, if their county clerk actually received their ballot, they can go to ballottracks.utah.gov. And that's tracks with an X. And they can sign up to get text notifications or email notifications right to their phone that'll let them know when their ballot's mailed, when their ballot's been received, and when their ballot's being processed or counted. Uh, I love that. Uh, it's just like your uh, baggage uh, going into the airport. You can uh, track it all yeah. the way along and, and know where it is. And, and that leads me to the, the thing that I think you have been focused on. And obviously, Governor Cox, when he was in your chair, uh, focused on in terms of the confidence we have in the process. Uh, I'm one of those who loves the fact that it's our county clerks uh, that are really driving so much of this. Again, right to the local level. It makes it uh, nearly impossible uh, for a lot of the things we've heard about in other places of the country uh, that raise questions. Uh, it seems to me that this is starting to to resonate a little bit, that Utahns are recognizing uh, how far ahead of the game we are in the state of Utah and why they should actually have confidence uh, in the process. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And, and really, Utah voters have always had confidence, a high level of confidence in our vote-by-mail system, at least any of the polls in the past years that I've seen show that they really like their, their mail-in ballots. They like to be able to sit at their kitchen table and look up candidates and issues and vote in a very informed way and involve their families in, in the process and talk to their kids and, and spouses about it. Um, but what makes me feel even better is that despite the kind of the rhetoric and the, and the heat that we're hearing and some of the things that have been out there said about 
other states and maybe in some instances said about our state, um, you know, the voters in Utah have their confidence has only increased. Um, earlier this year, the Deseret News did a poll that showed 81 percent of voters in Utah had confidence in in our uh, 2022 election will be run fairly and accurately. And just last week, the Deseret News came out with another poll, the same poll, and it showed that that has increased now to 89 percent. So I think um, the the work that the county clerks have been doing, working so hard to educate voters, to open their doors, to say, come in, ask us questions, look at this process come and see how we do things. That's really made a huge difference and, and in the right direction. And, and voters in Utah have a lot of confidence in the way we've done things. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm gonna die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Give me uh, some perspective with some of your colleagues around the country in, uh, in similar roles uh, in those states. Are they, uh, how are they perceiving, one, what we're doing here in Utah? What are they trying to learn? What are they struggling with in other places around the country? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that some of these states had, um, and, and it's really a lot of the more eastern states, um, didn't have vote by mail in place. When a global pandemic hit in 2020, they were caught flat-footed. Um, Utah was not. We had had uh, vote by mail in place already, and we did it over a number of years on a voluntary basis. So counties were able to opt in. None of them were actually forced to do it. Um, and so because we were able to iterate um, and, and and change things and and um, make the system and the processes better and more secure as we went throughout the years. Um, when 2020 hit, all of 29 of Utah's counties were already voting by mail, and other states had to hurry and scramble and try to put something in place. So, and I can't really speak to other states, their election processes. Um, but I, I imagine that um, many of the security safeguards that we already had in place um, were not maybe in place in, in the in the way that you would want it to be in, in another state. Yeah. Um, Oregon is, is a state that we have actually um, done a lot. We've mirrored a lot of the things that Oregon has done. And I think it's really important to understand that there really shouldn't be any politics in the administration of elections. Uh, elections, who's on the ballot, who you're voting for, yeah, that's political. But when it comes to running elections and election administration, there should be, it shouldn't matter who you vote for, what political party you belong to, um, your vote's going to count exactly the same. And I recently teamed up with the Oregon Secretary of State with that very message to help Republicans, really, in the state of Oregon, feel more comfortable and confident because Utah Republicans and Democrats both are very confident in vote by mail here in the state of Utah. Yeah, that's so important. And it is that administration versus the politicization of the <laughs> of the whole thing that we got to make sure we keep those those things. There. One is very much a governing issue uh, and one is very much a political issue. And we need to make sure we keep those things separated. And again, I think it's another area, another example where uh, a Utah model, a Utah way has really played out. And I know there are many around the country looking at Utah and saying, OK, how do we how do we do that? How do we copy that and implement that, uh, which is so 
so important. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, before I let you go, uh, just to remind us again, those who want to either track uh, their ballot as it works its way through, or maybe anyone who has a questions, uh, give us the uh, the right directions, what we should be doing there. Well, just about everything you need to know, you can find on vote.utah.gov, um, including ballot tracking. But if you want to sign up for um, for a ballot tracks to have those text messages sent to your phone, you can go to ballot tracks with an X, ballottracks.utah.gov. And of course, for um, in-person early voting locations or in-person same-day voter registration and voter uh, voting locations, polling locations, um, specific to your county, look up your county clerk and you can find all of that information on their website. I will say, if a lot of people want to vote in person on Election Day, lines might get a little bit long. So mm. I recommend people vote early. Uh, great, uh, great insight. And uh, Lieutenant... Governor Deidre Henderson, uh, she is the state's chief election officer. Uh, appreciate all of your work on this. And uh, as always, we give a big shout out to the county clerks who who do a lot of the hard work and heavy lifting there. Uh, Deidre Henderson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Lloyd. All right. Uh, so important. We're coming down the home stretch. 15 days to go. And just a couple of reminders. Uh, your ballot should have hit your mailbox uh, maybe today. If you haven't gotten it today, you might want to check that out. You can always go vote.utah.gov. Everything is on that site. If you have questions about registering, polling locations, all of those kinds of things, drop boxes, you can find all of that at vote.utah.gov. And then the other component to that, which I love we're moving this direction, uh, it's it's like your Amazon Prime package notification that it's left the station, that it's at uh, a way station, that it's at your local uh, post office, and now it's on its way to your house. Uh, all of those kinds of things you can now do with your ballot. Uh, and so if you want to do that, you can go to Ballot Tracks, and it's T-R-A-X, ballottracks.utah.gov, and you can actually track your ballot. And you can find when it was mailed, when it, hopefully you've got it in your mailbox at home already, uh, and then once you drop that off or mail that back in, you can track it and find out where it is when it gets to the county clerk, when it's being processed. Uh, again, all of those things that are just important for us to be able to have confidence in the process. The process matters. I think Utah's doing it right. And I think that's why we have a high degree of confidence that the process will get to the right result in the end. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Coming up, what's the role of the bystander in criminal justice? Really excited about this conversation with uh, Professor Amos Giora, who joins us next to talk about a new initiative. Stick around. We'll be right back on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.